Hey fam, what's good? It's your boy the Messenger. Yeah, yeah, you know how we do it on the RPM podcast show, giving you something to encourage your heart and enlighten your mind. Most of all, to help you see yourself how God sees you. Hey, once again, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for each and every one across this globe that have tapped in with the RPM podcast show. We know there are many platforms that you can listen at, but we thank God that you took the moment and the time of day, time of night, time of morning, because we know we in all kind of time zones right now. Glory to God to take that moment to listen at something that will encourage your heart and enlighten your mind. And most of all, as we always say, to help you see yourself, how God sees you. It's your boy, Jesse the Messenger. We are in season four and it's going to be a blast, everyone. It's going to be a blast. Let me tell you, we got awesome interviews coming up. We got awesome dialogue coming up. This season four is going to just rock your mind and your spirit to the point to where you just know God had to ordain it in order for us to be able to be touching your hearts and minds in this fashion. So we thank God for it. And we want you to stay tuned today. And we know that you are expecting great things. We are expecting great things. But sometimes life makes us feel like maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Well, don't you know that's the enemy's job is to make you doubt what God is doing? Don't you know the enemy is always working overtime, putting in triple overtime to make you doubt what God's word said concerning you? But I want to tell you, my brother, I want to tell you, my sister, whoever you are, wherever you may be, God has a plan for you. And trust this, the plan won't happen without you. Ooh, the plan won't happen without you God has a plan for you but it won't happen without you because you know why because God sees you as great God sees that he made an investment into you through his son Jesus and he is expecting a return on his investment so who are you who am I to say that we can't do it when God gave us everything we need to get the job done let me tell you what God's word says it says his word in his word he says his word will not go out and return void his word will not go out and return void everything in life y'all is a seed everything God says has a return on it but you gotta believe it you gotta plant that word in your heart David said thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you not just not that I won't sin against you but I won't forget your promises either forget not all of his benefits Forgetting out all his benefits. When you come to God and you are a child of God, there are so many benefits that are available to us. And I am your brother, and I want you to know that you have everything it takes. It ain't about how much money you got. It ain't about how many connections you got. But it's about how much you believe in the God that you got. Oh, do y'all hear me? It's about how much you believe in the God that's in your life. Let me tell you on the RPM podcast show, y'all know we keep it amped up. We keep it, we keep it, we keep the devil on the run. Why? Because God has given us that power over all the power of the enemy. So we're not gonna uh, uh, crumble under the pressure of the enemy's negative words and thoughts, but we're gonna believe what God says. You understand what I'm saying? So on tonight, 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 we have a special guest. 
And right after this commercial break, we have a special guest. His name is Cliff J from Dallas, Texas, Oak Cliff, Texas. And you all stay tuned because I'm telling you, what's about to take place is going to bless your heart, going to bless your mind, going to bless your children. It's going to bless everything you thought you couldn't do. When you hear this conversation, when you hear these questions from the interview, when you hear this man's life story, you gonna know you too can do it. Why? Because it ain't about you. It's about God working through you and you having the faith enough to believe what God's word said it would do in your life. So y'all stay tuned. Right after this commercial break, we're going to come right back with our man Cliff J on the RPM podcast show, giving you something to encourage your heart and enlighten your mind, most of all, for you to see yourself how God sees you. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Let me tell you, we are ready. Our guest is here. He's ready. We told you we have an awesome guest with us on tonight. My brother from another mother all the way out of Sioux City, Iowa, by the way of Dallas, Texas, Oak Cliff, Texas. My man Cliff J is in the house. He's here on the RPM Podcast Show with your host, your boy, Jesse the Messenger. My man Cliff J, how are you doing today, this evening, this morning, because wherever other listeners are, it may be different time zones, so we're going to cover all three. Today, this morning, this evening, how you doing, my brother? Man, today, this morning, the midnight, <laughs> yo, yo, hey, I'm doing good in all three time zones, homeboy, so it's good, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what's up, man. We are glad to have you here at the start of season four. We thank you for accepting our invitation to come on and be our guest. You know, I said interview, but I really want to call it a dialogue and a conversation because, man, yeah. we got so much to talk about. Let me tell you, man, it has been a blessing to see the journey that you've been on, that you're still on, and I can't wait to see how much more God has to do through you. So, man, tell us how you been, man, how the family doing. Let's just let us know how you rocking, man. Already, well, first of all, man, it is an honor to be the first one on your podcast, man. Uh, I am deeply honored by that. I appreciate the invite, and by you doing it, man, you know what? I you know, if I was dead, just say if I was dead and you invited me to the show, I'd ask God to raise me up the, <laughs> from the dead. <laughs> you feel me? I'd ask the Lord, just raise me up from the dead just to get on this show. Then, you know, I can go back to the ground or whatever. I can go back to the one of them. You feel me? So yeah. but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, for as the family, the family is doing great. You know, I got grown girls now. You know, the, you know, you got the the college girl. She she's getting ready to turn twenty, Autumn, and uh, yeah, she's turned twenty. She's getting ready to turn twenty on May twenty seventh, and then my baby daughter, uh, Coco, she's a senior, fixing to get ready to get ready to graduate in a couple of weeks, and the wife, yeah, the wife is doing. Miss April doing good, man. 
Uh, give a shout out to her. So, yeah, uh, yeah 22 years, man, we've been together. Woo, that's what's yeah, up. We've been married. I'm sorry. We've been married 22 years. So, and that's a long story. You know, I, 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 I would like for you, I would like for you to tell them how we oh. met if we had time. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that oh, go way yeah. back. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let me tell you, man. It's so much history here. Let me tell you all, man. This is my brother. When I say my brother from another mother, this is my brother and my sister and my nieces. Not not biologically, but spiritually. And they have been family and friends from the day we met. And I am godly proud of this brother and what God is doing he is, he is a minister, he is an artist, he is a playwright, he is just a writer, he is, uh, I call him an activist in his own right, you know, for the hoods, and you know, he has so many different talents and gifts that God has given him, and one thing about it, he have not dug a hole in the ground and buried none of them. He is utilizing each and every one. So tonight, we're going to dive off into it. And we're just going to talk about the music. We're going to talk about uh, uh, life. We're going to talk about your transition uh, into this Christian walk follower of Christ. And we're going to talk about the ups and downs, the different uh, high points and low points during our walk. And, and just watch and see how God has grown us and brought us together from far and near. And we are still doing what God has called us to do. So tonight, we're going to dive right into it right off the bat. And one of the first questions, man, is that how long have you been walking with the Lord, man? How long have you been a follower of Jesus Christ, brother? You know, you know, Messenger, I'm not too good with math, but all I can say is this. It's been since 1995. That's that's long enough right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> since 1995, man, um, you know. Um, and I never forget that the Lord was, the Lord was talking with me before, before then, you know, I believe that donkeys still talk to us in this day and time, you know, maybe not necessarily from a physical donkey, but things in life, circumstances in life, hard lessons, uh, when God trying to get your attention, especially when he has a call on you, yes, you sir. know, and if you're trying to avoid that call. You know, so that's when he had to use these donkeys in our life. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, and sir. so that's what that's what was happening to me. And um, and the Lord dealt with me about that. And I think it was in 94, a year before that, or a couple of months before the uh, before 95, somewhere up in there. And I'll forget, man, I was going to kill myself. I was going to take myself out. Man. Uh, yeah, this was before I knew the Lord mm -hmm. and I was going to take myself out one night. I got real. I just got lit, man. I just got so lit till I couldn't get lit no more. And this was when I was back in Texas then and um, lost, just lost a job. I had just lost my job and my two older daughters, CC and Misha, uh, they was little then and I was trying to figure out man, how I'm going to take care of them and this and this and that. And man, I never forget, I went and got one of them nines and put it to my head and I was going to take myself out. But the Lord had used my mom to uh, uh, 
deliver me from that forward. Oh, praise God. Moving, yeah, moving forward, it was on a Sunday, it was on a Saturday night. I never forget I had a real horrible, horrific dream, man. It was like something out of a horror movie. And when I came out of it, I told my mom about it. I was, you know, I was staying with my mom there because, you know, I was on the urge of getting separated from my first wife. And mm -hmm. uh, it was about 2.40 in the morning. I woke up from that dream and I talk, told my mom about it. And she said, the Lord is telling you to get saved and stuff like that. So that night I had got saved. It was 2.40 in the morning. I had got saved in my mama's living room that night. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but it, so in '95, man, that's 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 when I became a follower of Christ. Man, you know? that's man. Let me tell you something. Just, just that snapshot of your life. That part is so powerful, and, and I, 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 I think one of the things that we need to take away from that portion is, you don't have to be at the church house to get saved. You know right. what I'm saying? You just have to know somebody that will lead you to the Lord, you know, and to think about who you are now and what the enemy was striving to do to keep you from being all that God has created you to be up to this point. I, I, you know, you see why the enemy was trying to snuff you out, man, because yeah. you're doing damage to the kingdom of darkness with this gospel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Not so really. Uh, the enemy don't play fair. Like I said, he worked three three overtimes and, 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 and another job to make sure he do what he got to do to try to keep the saints or those that God is pulling in his hands on their life from receiving the gospel. All right, check this out, brother. Since coming to the Lord, what gifts and what ministries have God birthed in you uh, since coming to the Lord that you're now using to be a blessing back to the world with? Man, it is so many that I didn't, that I didn't even know. You know, a lot of times, man, we put ourselves down and I'm going to get to that question. A lot of times we put ourselves down uh, because we think we, that we can't do nothing. You know, we think we don't have no gifts. Because everybody sees gifts as playing basketball, football, or whatever. It ain't always sports. And so I'm saying that because when I came into the Lord, man, and I discovered I discovered rapping. And I discovered rapping when I was in jail, though. This was, mm -hmm. you know, in jail. That's what I discovered. Mm -hmm. And all those times when I would do those writings, I would write raps, I would rehearse rehearse in the living room. I would rehearse in the bathroom <clears throat> and all of that. I didn't know that during that time since 19 since 1988 God was really grooming me. He was grooming me. I didn't understand it at the time, but he was grooming me. And another gift, writing writing screenplays. I I I usually do that as a hobby. Um, I've written three screenplays already. I'm working on another one now, right now. And um, so, yeah, man, you know, when you come into Christ, when you abide in him, that see, that's the key. 
when you abide in him and he abide in you, see, yes, when you abide in each other's presence, you get to study one another. You get to know mm -hmm. one another, like the conversation. Oh. Oh, 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 and the good. Lord was letting me know this, this is what I put in you already before you was born, before you was born, before your parents was born. You already put this in you. So when the time when the time comes, when my plan is fulfilled, then you're going to come to know it when you know your purpose and all that. So it, 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 it's something and I discovered that uh, public speaking, you know, I never thought I'd be an activist, you know, especially when I come here to Iowa, I come to city and met up with my friend uh, Monique Scarlett. Uh, she's an activist. She was in the NAACP. I was in the NAACP for a minute. And then uh, uh, I was co-founder of this organization called Unity in the Community, where we, where we uh, build bridges between law enforcement and the community. You know, so we're the ones that put out the fires. You know, like yes, when the racial tensions happen and uh, the, the police brutality and the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and anything that's racial happening, we go out and we build bridges. We the peace, we were the peacemakers. Uh, you see what I'm saying? And I didn't awesome. know, I didn't know that I had all this. I said, man, I, I got all this. Uh, yeah, because God made you. He put everything in you. You know, when you build some, whenever you build a car, like the manufacturers, when they build cars, they put everything in there, everything. Yeah. You know, you, you, what's that? You, uh, what's that? Full equipped. You know what I'm saying? But see, I didn't know that until I start abiding in Christ, until I start learning him. Yeah. Through, yeah. Through his word. Uh, learning him through prayer, learning him through my lifestyle. And mm -hmm. so I didn't know that I had all this, all these gifts, man. I did not know it, you know. But once I came to know him, see, we got to stay in his presence. We got to abide in him. And that because there's learning in that, in that abiding. There's oh, learning, man. there's relationship, there's conversation. And you get to know yourself when you uh, abide in Christ. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, so, sir. Yeah, that's that's I like what you said. <clears throat> if you abide in me, I will abide in you. That abiding causes intimate relationship. Yeah, up yeah. close and personal. That's yeah. I like I like how you I like how you put that spin on that to bring it to a simple place where people can really uh, grab a hold to it. Abiding yeah. in Christ and Him abiding in you means y'all got conversation going. Yeah, y'all know each other. That's that's mm -hmm. pretty deep, there, bro. Let me yeah. let me say this, man. Listening at at, at what you're saying, I, I I'm seeing that when we come to God, there's so much more to our life, man. Yeah, it's yeah. so much more to our life. But until you come to God, you really can never tap into it. Oh, and see, here's what I want everyone, everyone listening. It don't matter how many great things you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. The question is, how much of your life have you fully submitted to God to see how more, how many more great things God would do? That's the beautiful thing. That's the beautiful thing. 
<laughs> yeah, Come on, because man. if you already doing some great stuff, just surrender your life to God and watch. Mm -hmm. See, because God ain't going to let you outdo him. Yeah. Right. He don't let you outdo him. So if you think you're accomplishing great things now and you don't know Jesus, what do you think will happen when you do get to know Jesus? This is what this brother said. Man, I didn't know all this stuff was in me until I gave my life to God. But we're going to yeah. get to that part at the end. We're going to help y'all come to the Lord by the time the Lord. But I'm just, I'm blown away because as much as I knew this brother, there's a lot of things I saw, but there's a lot of things I didn't see. Why? Because, like he said, the more we submit ourselves to God, the more mm -hmm. he'll bring up out of us. And we're going to talk yeah. about that scene. Hey, let me ask you this question, brother. Because I know you said you're an activist and you're you're a public speaker, you're a follower of Christ, but you're also a gospel artist. Tell yeah. us about you being that gospel rap artist, man. How did that come to be? And what is it that you got going on right now uh, in that gospel rap uh, arena of your Christian walk, man? Well, first of all, I did not know that there was a uh gospel rap i did not know because i was all i've been in hip-hop forever you know that's been my dna since that first record of uh sugar hill gang since that first commercial hit record that's been in my dna i didn't know that gospel rap existed until until you know after i got saved and it was this one song by Yolanda Adams. She had a song called uh, Gotta Have Love or something like that. And she had a rapper. She had a rapper on there. And I heard him. I'm like, wait a minute. Now, remind you that I just got saved. I, I'm fresh out the world. Right. I'm, st right. I'm still rapping. I'm still rapping. But, you know, at that time, I thought you had to stop. You know, I thought you I thought I couldn't rap anymore for the Lord, because at that time, I, the church, you know, the church had bad had made Christian rap look so bad. You know, right. we wasn't accepted then. And they made it like oh, this rap stuff is of the devil and this and this and that, you know, so I had stopped. And so when I heard that one song by Yolanda Adams with that rapper, and I'm like, hey, you can rap. And but what really did it. Is when I met you. When I when I got to know you, I had met you. See, a lot of people don't. For y'all listeners out there, me and Messenger go <laughs> way back to when I first got saved. Because see, me and him went to church together. He was there when I first got saved. So yeah. that's how long it is with me and him. But anyway, uh, when I met you, when I met you, Messenger. And you let me hear that first tape back in the nineties. <laughs> I never forget it. It was uh, it was uh, who is that? Idol Kings. Idol Kings. Idol Kings. Yeah. Explosion two thousand album. Yeah. yeah. You let me hear that, and I was like, wow. And see what I liked about that because you mentored me. You didn't know it, but you mentored me. You know because you were more like me. <clears throat> You know, young, who's in the hip hop, and say I didn't know all this, you know, all that was going on, but you turned me on to holy hip hop. Yeah. And what really wow. did it is when you told me, when you let me hear old double G's, original gospel gangsters. Yeah. I was done. I was done. I'm like, yeah. 
this what I want to do right here. I was like, man, I did not know you could rap for God like that. And they was coming hard, man. I'm like, yeah, Ooh. man, dude, I'm getting chills as you talking about this, bro. And so, so yeah, man. So that's how that's how I got into gospel rap. Once once I heard those two albums right there from you from from you, and I was blown away. And I said, yeah, this is what I want to do. But at the same time, I didn't know that was God's plan. You was in God's plan. I was in God's plan. Because see, he yes, was sir. getting ready to use both of us. <laughs> see, wow. we, wow. we was getting ready to step in another dimension, you know. So he was getting ready to use both of us because he was going to uh, connect us. You see what I'm saying? He was going to connect. He was connecting us. That's what he was doing. When I when I met you, when I got in that car with you, you let me hear those tapes. That was the connection right there. Yes, you know, sir. those tapes was the vehicle to our connection, man. Wow. And wow. and I was like, wow. And so I started writing raps. You know, I started writing raps and started doing, uh, you know, the very first show that I did was at the Old Faith Memorial on Boulder Drive. Yes, the sir. First, yeah, first one. And then... Uh, it went on from there, man. Man, that, shh, you should have had me on here two hours, Doc. Because <laughs> it's Don't so worry. much, man. It's so much. But Don't yeah, worry, that's not, man. We're going to rock it out. Yeah. We're going to rock it out. No, nah, but uh, but yeah, that's how I got That's how I got started. That's and, it, uh, yeah. That's what's up, man. Let, let, me, let me ask you this, man. I know that's a lot of history. There's a lot that we could talk about on that. And bro, I, I believe you're 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 giving some good insight to the journey. Yeah. As you come to Christ, how much more God blesses your life, man. Yeah. And it's it's one of the things that I, I I say it all the time because the Lord dropped it in my spirit that everything in life is a seed, man. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. we we as our human nature and and the way we see things sometimes we can discount the size of the seed mm -hmm. and say it ain't really nothing there because it's so small but let me yeah. tell you a small seed has so much power but you can never discover it until you plant it and nurture it yeah and when you plant that seed and nurture that seed that same little bitty seed in your hand that you can uh, uh, kind of hide in your hand now becomes an apple orchard. It becomes yeah. this beautiful plum tree. It mm -hmm. becomes these beautiful rose gardens because you plant it. And that's the way our life is. We're like, man, I, I just come to the Lord. I ain't got nothing to offer to the Lord. Well, you gave the Lord the greatest seed that you can give him. Your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your life. Come on, man. Come on, that's man. Come on. <laughs> you can give to God is your life. It's man. your life. Doc, I'm about to, I'm about to post that one. I'm about hey, to post man, that do it, bro. Do it, bro. And I'm telling you, man, the things that come out of it is amazing, but we will yeah. never know it if we keep despising the size of the seed because mm -hmm. we look at, I was once in jail. I was once this. I was once that. But man, give God your life and plant yeah. your life into God and watch what happens. Y'all yeah. listening at something, right? And this he ain't even scratching the surface of what our God is doing through him. But let me ask you this, bro. Okay. What inspires your music? What inspires your writing? 
the things you rap about, the things that God give you to put off in these songs? What inspires it? Um, it's multiple of stuff. Um, it could be current events. Um, it could be my experience, my journey with the Lord. Mm -hmm. It could be um, something that the Holy Ghost drops in my spirit right then. You know, scripture. A lot of it is scripture, you know, that inspires me to write it. If you hear some of my earlier stuff, you're, you'll hear a lot of stuff that's inspired by scripture in a lot of my early, early um, projects. And so, yeah, that's what inspires me. So it's multiple of things. Like now I'm working on a I'm working on another project called Due to the Graphic Nature. And due to the graphic nature deals with <clears throat> a lot of this racial tension, the uh, police, the police brutalities and, and the George Floyd, all that mixed together. That's what that whole CD is inspired by. Uh, you got the uh, COVID, you know, it's inspired by that. You know, so it's multiple of things that inspires my music. Multiple, like I say, life experience moments, moments gotcha. that I have. You yeah. know, you know, moments that I have that people can relate to. You know, I'm trying to write music that relates to people now. You know what I'm right. saying? So, but yeah, it's multiple of stuff. You know, yeah. you know what, bro? Uh, and I'm glad you you mentioned all of those different things because here's here's something that the Lord dropped in my spirit and hey, you know because a, a, as you're sitting and you're preparing and you're thinking people try to find a template for creativity and there's not one mm. creativity comes from inspiration yeah creativity comes from inspiration and whatever inspires you in that moment mm and you start writing or you start painting or you start drawing or you start singing, it's creativity comes from inspiration. Yeah. Everything is a seed. Inspiration is the seed of creativity. Mm. And sometimes because the inspiration we feel may not be super joyful and got us going through the roof, mm -hmm. well, when you see some sadness or some injustice going on and then it start inspiring things and you're like, man, that shouldn't happen. Don't you know that's inspiration or you start creating that song or you start painting that picture or you start mm -hmm. that blog. See, inspiration yeah. does it doesn't have to always feel good in the moment. Mm -hmm. It just have to move you. Woo. Yeah. yeah. Inspiration should move you. And that's what I'm hearing from you because Nothing you talked about is a joyful situation, mm -hmm. but the inspiration to do something about it, bring awareness, cause you to start creating. Your creating, it calls you to write. And your writing mm -hmm. is painting a picture. And that's what we all are in our own individual right. We're all artists in some shape, form, or fashion. Right. And what I hear you doing is taking what God has given you and painting that which God has placed in your heart. Why? Because everyone won't appreciate it, but there's somebody that will. There's somebody yeah. else that'll get inspired by the song and all the different things you're talking about. So I love what you say. It's some it's 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 a plethora of things 
Mm -hmm. I got that word from my man DJ Curly back in the day. It's a plethora of things that inspire. <laughs> I'm about to remember yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 a plethora of things that inspire that. And uh, so I, I can appreciate where you come from with that. Uh, Cliff, let me ask you this, man. Mm -hmm. What have been some of the most memorable moments that stick out to you in your walk with Christ, where you've seen God do some great and mighty things through the ministry? Oh, my goodness. First of all, there's a lot, but the one yeah. that stick out, the one that stick out is um, doing the street ministry. Uh-huh. The, yeah, the midnight, the midnight street ministry. Come on, man. Talk about when it, bro. I, yeah, when I was in Kansas, the street ministry, you inspired me to do that. Because I watched you do it, and I've heard you talk about how these rappers—I think it was CMCs—how you talked about those rappers was going out to midnight, winning souls. And so when I started doing it in Kansas, in Emporia, excuse me, in Emporia, Kansas, uh, I started—I started the midnight ministry there, and it was five of us, and we would go out into the streets go out to, to the clubs. We didn't go mm -hmm. in them, but we stood outside um, where everybody hung out, whether it's uh, Wendy's or uh, wherever, proms. And we would go and just share the good news of Christ. We yeah. tell them our stories. You know, we're telling our stories. We tell them God's story, you know, and I'm telling you, God just showed up showed out, did his thing. One thing, uh, one in particular, it was a guy that my friend was praying for. We were praying for him right at the right at the club. Yeah. Right at the club. We were praying for him. I think he had some type of something with his lung or lung cancer or something like that. And he was, you know, he was lit and all that. But man, we got to praying for him. And I say either about a couple of days later, or a week later or something like that, my friend had saw him. I think he saw him. And he said, look, man, he said, man, when y'all prayed for me, I got healed. I went, I think he said he went to the hospital or went to go get checked up or something like that. He said, man, that cancer is gone. That cancer Woo! is gone. God. I'm like, whoa, my friend had told me this, man. I'm like, wow, wow. And even here in Sioux City, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I started. I started. I started five by five different ministries here. When I was going to the church here at Family Worship Center, I started five different ministries. I started the uh, the uh, the uh, Cook Park Cook Park here in Sioux City, Iowa, where I would go out and uh, feed the skaters. You know, feed them hot dogs and popcorn and all that type of stuff. And I did the uh, the uh, juvenile detention center with my friend Don or Don Scarlett, you know, because he was doing that, and I would talk with the kids. And man, we did so much stuff. But I never forget, I was at this homeless shelter called the Warming Shelter, and I was talking with this one guy, one white guy, and the Holy Spirit was heavy on me then. Oh, and I was speaking to him. The Lord was speaking speaking to him 
and he was telling him that uh, he said something about being in the youth group. He said, I remember being in the youth group or something like that He and stuff like that, backslid or whatever. And I had told him, well, the Spirit of the Lord had told him, it's time it's time for you to go back, not to that very moment, but go back to when you was happy, when you was spending time with me, when you yeah. was abiding in me. And the Lord had me to lay hands on him. And that moment, he told me, he said, oh, my goodness. He said, man, I, he said, man, I just felt something. I felt something. He said, I felt a weight lifted off me just then. Mm -hmm. He said, when you was talking, he said, I did not tell you about my experience way back then when I was in the youth group. He said, but I remember when I was in that youth group, man, when I was with the Lord, I was so happy. I was, I felt so blessed. And yeah, man, I'm I'm going back. You know, I, I'm just paraphrasing because, man, it was so much stuff going on, man. The Lord just showed out in them streets, man. I'm telling you, boy, it, it's so much I can tell you. But that was one of the things that stuck out. Man, uh, that's, walk. that's what's up, bro. Let me tell you, in, in, in listening audience, I want y'all to listen at what he's saying. He's not trying to be like nobody else, but he's simply being who God has created him to be. And what you're constantly hearing is that God is using his unique gifts and talents to draw people from the places he's come from. Sometimes we be trying to fish in the wrong waters because we mm. get the same to where God has brought us from. And when you ain't catching that, maybe I just ain't cut out for that. No, maybe you're fishing in the wrong waters. Mm. You got to be okay fishing in the ponds where God gave you. And the reason why mm. I say fishing, Matthew 4 and 19, Jesus told the disciples, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Mm. In other words, I'm going to teach you how to catch people from the area where you come from. Mm. And then you want me to back that up? Acts 1 and 8 said, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the world. Okay, let me bring it into May 2021 in your hometown and neighbor oh, cities and the Samaria would be places that people don't even really cut for you. And then mm -hmm. Jesus said, you know, just flat out anywhere you go into all the world and the yeah. uttermost parts. In other words, anywhere you go, God is requiring us to be a witness. Yeah. And what we have to do, brothers and sisters, is not let our light go out because we shame of our background or we start discounting ourselves. Let me show let me share this one nugget with you all. Anytime you measure yourself by yourself, you're gonna come up short. Mm. Mm. Anytime you measure yourself by yourself, you're going to come up short. But when you measure yourself against God's standard, it gives you somewhere to grow to. Woo, good God Almighty. When you measure yourself against God's standard, it gives you room to grow. But when you measure yourself by yourself, you come up short. Why? Because you'll see all the reason why you can't do it. You see all the reason why your family say you shouldn't do it. You see all the reason why what they said is true. I ain't nobody in my family. See, you'll start coming up short because you measure yourself by yourself. But when you see yourself, as, a, as we say in the opening of our podcast, is to help you see yourself, how God sees you. Then next thing you know, that seed, your life 
will blossom in the sun awesome. Club J, let me tell you, man, I'm loving this right now, brother. I'm loving this right now. I know the people are being blessed, but here's what I want to ask you. Now, here's what I want to say, because I want people to know this. I want people to know this, and it's okay. That was a time where you and our relationship got rocky, mm -hmm. and it caused us to be separated for a long time. Yeah. And I remember I would reach out to you, I'd reach out to you, man, and you would give me the cold shoulder and all of these things. But I kept reaching because I said, that's my brother, man. Mm -hmm. oh, man. I'm, I'm glad you bring, I'm so glad you bringing that up. Yeah, I'm man. glad you bring that up. Go ahead and finish. <clears throat> and I want people to understand the power of reconciliation. Oh, mm -hmm. man. Mm. Because there's a lot of us that have gotten crossed up with our brother and sister in our walks with Christ, and we hadn't been able to rectify the thing, and it ain't because we can't. It's because mm. we choose not to because we stay in our feelings. Mm. But our relationship got rocky, and it was because of the very thing that God is using to bless you with right now, the music. Yeah. Had nothing to really do with me or you, but the enemy saw, and God showed me the enemy saw how powerful things were happening, and God was using us, and the effect your life was having on people, the effect my life was having on people. We got to separate this. We got to cause a rift between. Hey, man, mm -hmm. just give them a snapshot of this thing, man, and how we were. A, 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 a wedge was drawn between us, mm -hmm. but God brought us back together after some years, and it kind of reminded me of Paul and Barnabas and John Mark. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man! God, Bruh, come, come on, man! man. So I'll come on the people to know it ain't always been peaches and cream, but we yeah. had our come rough days. We was in the trenches, had our rough day. Then our days caused us to be separate. But then look at us now, 2021, man. Come wow. on, bro. Wow. Man, that's funny you said it because even in the house of God, brothers and sisters, they have moments. They have arguments. That's that's nothing new. You know, Paul Barnabas right. and Mark. Come right. on, man. You just you just said it. And the thing was, listeners. Um, your boy messenger was Paul. I was the mark because I was in, I was in my feelings because I had been hurt so much, and it was some stuff that messenger had said. And I'm glad we're bringing this out because, yeah. see, messenger, we need to let we need to show people that we're vulnerable. Come on, man, that's real, brother. That's real. And so that's why I don't mind talking. If yes, the world, let me tell you something. If the world can talk about their problem, if 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 uh, if uh, Ice Cube them can tell their story in the Straight Outta Compton movie, why yeah. can't we tell ours? Even the bad. And yeah. so yeah, it was it was some stuff that messenger said that hurted me, but my problem. My problem was that I didn't like confrontation. That was my problem. 
I didn't like confrontation. Uh, I've always tried to avoid confrontation, you know, and so I was in my feelings. Yes, I was doing some great things or whatever, but really I was doing them on my own because I was bitter toward my brother. How can I go and minister out in the streets, but I got bitterness toward my brother? See, wow. how can I go preach to? I mean, I can go preach to people. I could do that, but it won't be effective. It wouldn't. It wasn't a lot of stuff that I was doing in between. It wasn't effective because I was. I had. I had bitterness toward my brother when my brother, when messenger was trying to reach out to me because you no, know, I was the type of person. Because you know, I, I still had those remains in me. You know, when 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 you get saved, you still have some remains that's why we got to continually get washed by the oh, word yes sir yes sir oh, and see i still man. and i still had those remains in me you know when i should have been listening to the messenger when i should have been when i should have said okay messenger look what you said hurt me you know what you said hurt me i you know i could have dealt with it that that we didn't even have to separate but because of me, you know, like, man, I, you know, I'm hurt. I'm in my hurt. I'm in a hurt place. Mm -hmm. And so I let that hurt place dominate my life. Even though I was still rapping, even though I was still doing this and doing that, but I had bitterness toward my brother. Man. When he was, just, see, he was doing, see, let me tell you, listeners, can I borrow your listeners for a minute? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead, brother. Listeners, I want y'all to listen to this. Because he was he was the Paul. I was the Mark. Messenger was doing what the scripture said when Jesus said, don't bring your gift. If you have art with your brother, you go take care of that first. Don't even bring your tithe. Don't bring your offering. Don't bring nothing until you take care of that first. Messenger was doing, he was doing what the scripture was saying. I was doing what my feelings were saying. And I never forget, I was at church, I was at a church service, and the Spirit of the Lord hit, and mess, I think Messenger had called me. Messenger had called me. I never forget, you had called me, and I had finally started talking to you. Yeah. And when you humbled, when you said, man, Whatever I did to make you mad, look, man, I'm sorry for whatever I did. And that touched me. That touched me. And I think at that moment over that over that phone call, Messenger. Yes, sir. That was a, 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 a breakthrough in my life. That's not the word I really want to use. There was a, something lifted off my life. Yes, sir. Bitterness was lifted. You know, because now, see, you didn't came, you still came to me after all of you. You still came to me. See, that was that was the deal. See, I was remember, listeners. I was Mark. He was Paul. Because he told y'all that he we was brothers. Yeah, we were brothers all the way. You know, but when I finally we I forgave. Now, well, I accepted his apology and all of that. When we at that church service, 
it was like a, it's like I heard a chain break wow. in my life. In the church, sir, I never forget it. I started running. I started running all around that church. You know, the church predominantly white, and they got security guards. Man, <laughs> I did not care. They saw this big black dude running in that church, and they were like, "What is wrong with him?" Because see, a lot of them they were quiet. See, they used to, you know, we come from a black church. You know, we demonstrative. You know, yeah. we more we, we demonstrate our praise. Yeah. We demonstrate our worship. They wasn't used to that. They were scared, you know. But I got to running and shouting, you know. And I'm telling you, I was free that night. And the Spirit of the Lord had gave me a word to even give to that church at that very same moment. Ooh, good God. Not only that, not only that, the Lord had called the pastor of that church, had said, okay, he's out because, you know, I had told one of the members, I said, look, I got a word from the Lord and I would like to share this. Could you let the pastor know? And they were like, well, we could take you to the back. And I said, no, I, I can't. This can't wait. I can't wait to go in the back room and talk to him. This is for everybody. And so the pastor's wife had got up. She kind of felt what was going on. And I told her. And so that's when the pastor of the church said, the spirit of the Lord is here. If anybody that been carrying bitterness, oh, my goodness. If anybody mm. been carrying bitterness in their lives, come up right now. Dot. Nearly Man. the whole church came up, and they and the pastor of that church had me start laying hands on. I never forget it. Woo! Man. Because, because you reached out. You reached out. And when you reached out, I grabbed your hand. I was, because, but at the time we were separated, even in the separation, God was working in our lives. He was yes, working sir. in our hearts. That's what he was doing. Okay, because so, sometimes, you know, okay, I'm going to have to separate this thing because I'm about to work on one here. I'm about to work on one here. Yeah. You know, yeah. but when it all came down, see, I was the Mark, Messenger was the Paul. Man, and let me tell y'all, that wasn't no six, seven, eight month situation. Oh, no, this was years. That went on for about seven years. Yep, seven years. Seven years. Seven years, and you know, seven is a year of completion, man. Yeah, and I, man, I never forget, man, that night when I got a chance to talk to you and you finally accepted my apology. I asked you to forgive me, man. Man, it felt so good having my brother back. Yeah, yeah. even though he was away, it felt good having my brother back in my life. Why? Because I know the type of man he is. I know the type of man that God is. I know the prayers he could pray and God do things. Did y'all hear all this stuff? That's why I wanted y'all to hear what he had to say because I wanted to get to this point to show you what, what's in the power of reconciliation, man. Yeah, yeah. And some yeah. of us have blocked our blessings because we won't forgive family. We won't forgive a job that let us go that ain't got nothing else to do with you and you walking around holding that stuff. You won't forgive a business partner because the business deal didn't go right. You, some of it, you won't even forgive yourself. So you can't even move forward. But here you just heard this man talk about, let me show you what he just said. The moment he was set free, a whole church got free behind the situation. They never knew me or nothing, but the moment he accepted his freedom in God, 
forgave me and, and I forgave him and we we forgave each other and just apologized each other. Then God set a whole church free. See, we, woo, mm -hmm. and they ain't know nothing about me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they ain't know nothing mm -hmm. about me. So mm -hmm. what it's showing us is that when we hold on to unforgiveness, we hold up the blessings of others. Mm. When we hold on to unforgiveness, we hold up the blessings that God want to work in your life to bless others. Don't you know this Christian walk ain't about you? It's about what God want to do through you. And for you allowing God to work through you, heaven becomes your reward. That's what this is about. This is what this is what it's about. So don't ever think when you come to Christ that it's going to be hunky-dory. No, it's going to be some days. The waves get real rough. It's going to get real rocky. But here, the Bible says this, by this woo, shall all men know that you're my disciple, that you got love one to another. Even in the separation, I love this brother. Even when he wasn't accepted, I love this brother. Why? Because that's my brother. And I understand he's been hurt, and I I couldn't really flow good because I'm like, man, I it I was flowing, but it wasn't flowing good. It's like yeah. I needed to be reconciled mm -hmm. with my brother, and like he said, God had to separate us to work on both of us. Same way He did with Paul and John Mark, He separated them, and the Bible said years later they came back together, and Paul said, "When you come visit me, bring John Mark. He's good for the ministry." No, hey, come on, man. I need this brother, man. Mm -hmm. I need this brother. You know, so, bro, I, I, I love that we get a chance to share that story, man. And it, mm -hmm. it touches me every time I yeah. hear it because I see the power of reconciliation is something that the enemy fights hard at with people not being able to do. Why? Mm -hmm. Because so many dynamic things happen through all of this. Yeah. Hey, Caleb. Check this out, man. We're getting ready to close out of here, but it's one other thing I want to say. Okay. I thank God for you, man. And y'all, let me tell you about this, brother. See, when you come to God, we talked about a lot of things, but this is one good moment right here I want y'all to know. You never know where your wife is. <laughs> <laughs> let come me on, tell man. you. Let me tell you. This brother, him, man, we had no clue that he had been looking at the lady at the church that gave announcement. He looked, saw she wasn't married. <laughs> Didn't know that she had been checking him out and knew he wasn't married. And we got a chance to set them up on a blind date, but neither one of them knew who we was bringing them to. And let me tell you this. When, when I asked him, would he go on a blind date? He said, yeah. <laughs> I said, no, this is the whole purpose of it, man. You, you just got to trust me. He said, well, Master, I trust you, man. Asked our sister, would she go on a blind date? She said, yeah. I said, but if it's somebody I don't like, I ain't getting out the car. <laughs> <laughs> I never forget. I never forget. We drove up to go pick up his now wife, and me and Brother Cliff were sitting in the car. 
And when that lady walked out, man, this dude hollered like somebody stuck him with a hot fork. <laughs> he said, oh, man, man, I've been talking about how nice, I showed like how she say them announcements. <laughs> 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 she was the, the announcement clerk at our church, but the blessed thing about it is when you trust God in every area of your life, man, God will bring to you what you're supposed to have. I yeah. had no clue. He had no clue. And come to find out when she saw him, she finally told she said, yeah, I had been looking at him anyway. <laughs> wow. Like, See, she I, never I, told like, me that. Yeah, yeah. She never she told said, me that. Wow. Yeah, man, she don't. Yeah, but she don't. She's real subtle with like, hey, yeah, like ain't it? But she had me kind of eyeballing. I was like, what? And I went, yeah, he nice. <laughs> <laughs> he nice. nice. But 22, let me tell you, 22, 22 years now. 22 huh? years later, look at what God has done. So I said but all that, brothers and I, sisters, that list. Excuse me, messenger. Excuse yeah. me, messenger. I got to, I got to get on you right quick. Okay. Listeners. listeners. In our blind date, he was more nervous than we were. <laughs> <laughs> he was nervous. He kept stopping me. Okay, okay, Cliff J, look, man, look, man. If you if you don't like it, this this is his words. He said, if you don't like her, man, you can tell me get out the car and you know you don't have to be my friend no more or whatever. If you don't like her, you know, I don't know how many times he stopped me. Oh, you know, oh he was, he was so. He was more he was more nervous than we were. I'm yeah. like in my mind, I was like, okay, where's the lady at already? I want to see her. And when she came out, the reason I screamed because I had a dream about her. Oh, I had man. a dream about Miss April. Oh yeah. man, that's funny, man. But that's that's crazy. Yeah, oh, but he was nervous. Goodness. He was nervous, boy. He thought I was gonna put him out that cop if yeah, she wasn't man. right. <laughs> hey man. It yeah. Many of them things go right like that, but I just figured I said, man, they would be a good match, man. Yeah, but yeah. that's still just because you feel it'd be a good match, don't know. But man, let me tell you, 22 years later, bro. Yeah. yeah. Man and woman of God working together in the ministry and daughters graduating college, getting ready to graduate high school, and they are still rocking out doing what God has called them to do. Say, let me say this, Cliff J, man. It's been a pleasure having you on, bro. Thank God for all the stories, man, that would bless people that are listening. But here's what I want to ask you before we leave out of here. Okay. Is this. What is it that Cliff J has next on the agenda that God is giving you? And then let let the listeners know where they can pick up your music, download your music, uh, all your social media platforms. So just take that moment right there and let us know what else you got coming up. Let them know where they can follow you on every social media platform so they can all keep up with you, man. All right, cool. No problem. First of all, thanks for having me, man. This this was awesome. I love the conversation. We're going to get rid of that word interview. We're going to yeah. have a conversation. I Come love on, it. Man. I love I, it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, what's next for Cliff J, man? Look, right now as we speak, I'm working on I'm working on two projects. I'm working on 
another album called Due to the Graphic Nature. I'm, matter of fact, I'm writing the last song as we speak uh, during this in interview. Uh, wow. wow. Yeah, I'm writing, I'm writing to it now. And uh, I'm going to be, I'm working on another album, the My Story album, part one. Uh, that's that's about finished for as the writing process and all of that. We just got to master it and get it in song order and all of that. And I'm working on the documentary, the Back on the Grind, uh, seven years later documentary. So it's three projects. So I'm looking to release those three projects within this year. And so, yeah, man, that's 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 why I'm at. So I'm constantly in the lab. Um, so yeah. Um, also, you can find my music on Spotify, Napster. You can find on DistroKid, uh, all major platforms. You can catch me on Facebook. Uh, catch me on my Facebook page. You can catch my videos. I got videos of my uh, of my music back on the grind. Still, I pray is on YouTube. Uh, so you can check out check out my music there. And so I'm all over the place, man. Uh, I believe I'm on Instagram, Twitter, you know, so I'm everywhere. So you just catch a boy, you know, you can leave a message on my Facebook page, uh, like it, you know, let, and I have a show. I have a show also. Uh, it's periodically where it's called Behind the Lyrics. I don't know if anyone okay. see you can catch you can catch that on my Facebook page. It's called Behind the Lyrics. And what I do, whatever uh, singles that I that I put out and I explain what's behind that song, you know, because, you know, I, I explain what I mean, what I'm saying in that song, like in the first verse or maybe a tight line or something. Somebody may hear it and they may say, man, what did he mean by that? What did that song mean? What was the main mm. idea of that song? So what I do, I go behind the lyrics and I, I explain, uh, you know, each verse, I break it down each verse, you know, and explain uh, what I'm saying behind those lyrics, what I'm saying oh, behind the song. Because people brilliant. just hear it face value, but they don't under, really understand what I mean. So when they hear it again, they be like, oh, I know what he meant by that. You know, I know what he meant. I know what the song is talking about, you know, and stuff. So I only do that when I have new songs coming out. So be on the lookout for that. Man, yeah. that's some that's some brilliance right there. Now on, on, on your Facebook, uh, how should they look for your name on uh, Facebook to make sure I know it's but most of them may not spell it correct and also on your Instagram, uh, so they'll make sure they get it typed in right because I know right now they just and don't see a face so right uh, could you let them know how it's spelled so they can make sure they follow the right person c-l-i-f-f-j uh yeah so you can yep. go there yeah okay or yeah or clipping or clipping coma either one okay. of those yeah i what i'll do is i'll make sure i uh put it off in the description also where people can go back and read the description of the show and see it in there also but man yeah. let me tell you it has been a blessing to have you here and uh i know this is a discussion uh about cliff j and what god is doing through it and before we leave man because this is the rpm podcast show giving you something to encourage your heart and enlighten your mind most of all help you to see yourself how god sees you so before we leave i want you to just bring 
bring the bring the opportunity to the forefront for someone that may not know Christ, someone that just uh, may just need to get closer in their walk with Christ. If you can just give a small word of encouragement and uh, if you would say a prayer and then I give us our closing after that. Uh, if you don't mind doing that as I guess, brother. Already, already. My pleasure. Uh, look, you've heard our stories. you heard my story. Everyone got a story. Don't let your past determine your present. Don't let your past determine your future because your past, present, and future is all connected. Okay? Even, even if you messed up in Christ, okay? A lot of people messed up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Continue that journey because that's what journeys, journeys are there to strengthen you. They're there to teach you and they're there to help you uh, make it across the finish line. So continue that journey. Yes, it gets rough in Christ. It, you heard my story. Yes, it gets rough. But that's the time when you need to continue to lean on Jesus. Continue to abide in him that he may abide in you. So continue to do that. And so that you may produce fruit, so that you may be fruitful. You know, because there's a learning, there's a there, there's a learning, there's a relationship. So you got to keep that relationship with Christ. I don't care if you messed up, get back on that grind. Whatever grind God has given you, whether it's gifts, whether it's talents, whatever it is, you first of all, you accept that grind, you stay committed to that grind, and you fulfill that grind. That's what mm. you do. Yes, sir. so. I pray for each and every listener out there that's listening, that they will continue to be encouraged, even in these difficult and uncertain times. And so, Lord, I pray that you will continue to strengthen them, continue to nurture them through your word. And I pray for strength, for strength for each and every listener out there. You know, those that may have may, may be thinking, I can't do it no more. I'm too old. I'm too old for this or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. You have a call on your life. God has a call on your life. He's placed gifts in you. He placed gifts uh, in you because the gifts is in the seed. Mm. And so I just pray that, that you will help them grow. And I pray that this message, the, 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 the show will be an impact on someone's life. Amen. 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 My brother Cliff J in Sioux City, Iowa, by way of Dallas, Texas, Oak Cliff, Texas. Microphone City. Microphone City. City. That's right. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for so much for being on this uh uh podcast show having this conversation our new season four has started and this is the way it's gonna be rocking out we're gonna have guests we're gonna have conversation brother i love you and your family thank you love thank, too, man. thank you for all that you're doing for the kingdom hey Amen. this has been your boy just the messenger 
on the RPM podcast show, giving you something to encourage your heart and enlighten your mind. Most of all, to help you see yourself, how God sees you. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I want you to take heart and know that God has something great that he's commissioned you to do, but you just got to get up off your do nothing and do it. Why? Because God sees you great because he's great. So we love you all. Pray that you were blessed by what you heard from my brother, I guess, Brother Cliff J. So you heard what he said. Just trust God because everything in our life is a seed. It's been your boy once again, Jesse the Messenger on the RPM Podcast Show. God bless you. Take care.